Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking. On today's episode, we meet Paul Tabor, Director of the Centralized Patient Logistics Center at Broward Health in Broward County, Florida. Paul discusses the steps to success in implementing an effective patient flow plan. Let's listen in. A lot of our success um, at Broward Health has been related to our key administrators, the top leadership in the organization, um, having being the key stakeholders and driving the force all the way down to myself and the rest of the organization um, related to the, the key metrics. To keep the momentum going, they added some key performance metrics into our evaluations and into our balanced scorecards, so they hold every every person involved in bed placement, bed cleaning, transportation, everything around the patient experience, they hold us accountable through the balance scorecard for the organization. So they added certain measures to that to be able to track us and to um, perform. It started at the top and it's worked its way down and management um, holds every, all their staff accountable. I hold our, my staff accountable in the Patient Logistics Center to meet meeting the um, national metrics that you guys share with us. And we adopted the teletracking standard. It's um, working very well for us. Um, obviously, we continue to have challenges, little spots, pockets here and there. Um, but as we um, analyze all the data, we focus on those pockets and try to drive towards improvement. Great. Can you talk about who's in your center? What does the floor plan look like? How is it staffed? Who's there? How? Um, currently, we call the area the Patient Logistics Center. It's located in our corporate IS building. Um, it's right across the street from our flagship hospital, Broward Health Medical Center. We have currently 20 employees, 20 FTEs working in the department. It's a mix of RNs for the transfer center and bed placement, as well as bed placement specialists. Those are some non-clinical in, in individuals that do some of the um, bed placement. We have uh, case managers. We have registration. And we have, um, obviously, the manager and a director of the area um, running uh, and overseeing the organization. Um, our top leadership, um, we have an AVP. So you guys know him, Bill Griffith. Um, he's been excellent for our center since he started in late, late December. Um, he's provided a lot of guidance um, for the whole entire organization. Our footprint is we have eight large screen monitors up in the front showing the daily day metrics and the day-to-day flow of the of the patients and the beds availability, and uh, it's been working great. Talking about case management's role within the command center and whether it mm-hmm. does or doesn't fit and what their roles and responsibilities are, mm-hmm. how was the decision made to fold them into your command center and have... Has that been sure. successful yes. for you? Yes, the case manage- the addition of the case management to our um, command center has been very beneficial. They're currently working on all ED u- utilization review, um, reviewing those before the patients actually make it to the hospital bed, inpatient bed, making sure we have the patient in the right status based on interqual criteria. We are also utilizing them for transfers. Uh, They handle all the authorizations for the transfers coming in. So it's somebody in the shop right there as a transfer center nurse is working on it. She can pass that, she or he can pass that on and make sure any authorization is needed. Obviously, emergent ones, there's no authorization, ED to ED, but the inter-facility ones that are coming from an inpatient area or need our inpatient area, um, we achieve the authorization before the patient leaves the sending organization, and that's worked very well for us. We have it staffed 24-6. 
We're not staff on Sundays, because that's our lowest transfer volume, but our next fiscal year we're hoping to get it staffed for 24-7. Are there any other departments that you're planning to fold into the command center? Some of the short-term girls is uh, EMS dispatch, transportation to our hospital from other facilities, and discharge transportation home or to a SNF. Um, that's actually going to start on June 3rd. So real soon, that's a short-term goal. We're going to have staff using the teletracking system and the care performance indicators from the field or from the sites indicate what type of transport they need. Our staff is going to receive that request and dispatch one of the local um, contracted ambulance service providers to there. So we have full visibility um, and approval process, so we make sure we're not spending too many Broward Health taxpaying dollars on transportation that's not needed. Obviously, the insurance ones will be billed directly to the ambulance provider, but the tax-assisted ones and the uninsured, Broward Health is a county hospital or tax-assisted hospital, so we would want to make sure we're a good steward of that money. We understand that you recently engaged in disaster preparedness drills. Mm -hmm. Could you share how the ability to track staff and patients provide information about their general condition and the location of those patients and track the overall capacity of your health system has been enhanced with uh, the launch of the command center. Sure. As the command center went live in August, towards the end of the year and in January, um, your team came and helped us build the disaster (coughs) management module within teletracking. Um, We played with it a little bit, tweaked it a little bit, gave feedback. Um, They came back on site and or remotely uh, made some changes for us in preparation for a drill. Um, So we performed a drill about three weeks ago for two of our medical centers, our largest and our smallest, total of about 800 beds. The drill was related to a hurricane event. So the hurricane hit South Florida, which hopefully doesn't happen anytime soon. Again, um, there was substantial flooding and power loss, so we had to eva- eventually evacuate two of our hospitals. The total, the total evacuations that we had to do was around 600 patients from those two hospitals. So we used the teletracking system in our test mode. We used the test system to do this, so we actually had real scrambled patients. So we didn't have we had with real scenario, real clinical-based solutions already loaded into teletracking. Their names are scrambled or de-identified. And uh, we were able to use the system with the command centers at both hospitals, the incident command centers as they stood up. They were triaging the patients for us directly in the teletracking system, the red, yellow, green categories, as well as telling us what type of mobilization the patient needed, whether it's wheelchair, stretcher, or if they're ambulatory and a few key requirements based on the equipment that they have or the scenarios that they have, ventilators, oxygen, and those types of things. So we're able to see that face up in the teletracking system in our disaster management views. And our staff was able to partner with um, seven local and actually throughout the state of Florida um, hospitals to triage those patients too. So we have the sites pre-populated. We just list them as generic sites one through seven. So that's our plan in the future to designate who those sites one through seven are. And that's what we did during this drill. And we evacuated, uh, simulated, obviously evacuated um, all the patients across the state of Florida. In the event of a real disaster, what kind of information do you have to share to regional, state officials? And how would you, now that you have technology in place, do you see that being a lot easier than previously when you were doing it manually? 
our projected census and the census buttons in Teletracking pro- proved invaluable during that drill. We had full visibility of all four of our medical centers at the click of a button. We didn't have to call anybody for bed availability. We didn't have to see which units were closed. We already knew that from the time the drill started. I was able to pull that up and see that we had capacity in our own organization for about 250 of those patients. So we were able to quickly triage them to our local facilities that were not evacuated a little further inland, and it w- was not a major issue. So we were able to see that availability. What would be great, and we provided that of census immediately to our ESF-8 counterparts at the county level, and they provided up to the state level so they can see immediately what our needs are and what we can help with from the other regions. You are listening to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking. We'll continue our conversation with Paul Tabor from Broward Health in our next episode.